You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, uh, the Steelers OTA sessions today, uh, after session number two, um, we had an opportunity to speak with two second-year players yeah, who I are bet. being counted on a lot uh, by the Steelers this year, uh, that being uh, left guard Kevin Dotson, mm-hmm. who was a, a fourth-round pick last year, and Alex Highsmith, uh, who will be uh, moving into Bud Dupree's uh, right outside linebacker spot uh, their third round pick a year ago. Um, there's a high expectations for both of these guys, at least in Pittsburgh. Maybe yes. not as much nationally. As that's kind of where I was going with this too. Is first of all, I think it's a little it's a little premature, but it sure looks like a heck of a draft class last year, especially if you put Minka in the equation. Obviously, I mean that that's a hit. I think Claypool's a hit. I think both these guys are really promising. You know, and the national media doesn't get that, which I've been there. I've been that national guy, and it's hard to know the fourth-round pick from last year is ready to step up in Green Bay or San Diego. But it's not like he didn't play. He did It's not like both of these guys didn't play. They got forced in, in a way. I don't think they were planning on playing one year ago today. But how many times do we say teams tell us what they think of their players? And I think they've really – the writing's been on the wall that they trust these two to start now – and got enough last year in, in live games, let alone practice, that everyone gets to say, we're counting these two to be starters, and we're with them every day. And we didn't add anybody to either spot that, was going, to, right. that was going to challenge those these guys right. for a starting spot. That doesn't often happen. No. Second-year guys that have played, I don't know how many snaps between them, but I'm guessing 700 or something like that, yeah. maybe, you know, or between the two of them are going to be my starting guard and starting outside linebacker. In camp, no challenge, boom. You know, that says a lot about these two players. Yeah, so I, I thought that was interesting. I, I actually asked Alex Highsmith about, you know, some of the national percepti- perception. Of, mm-hmm. he, he saw the stuff out there before the draft of Steelers going to draft an outside linebacker. They got to replace Bud Dupree and, like, well, he's still here. Or Steelers got to draft a guard and, and mm-hmm. they, no. They need centers and yeah. tackles. They didn't need guards. Right. You know, I, right. But you saw guard listed as a big need a lot, and I don't. I don't. It just wasn't realistic. No. I didn't ask. I didn't ask uh, uh, Kevin Dotson about that, but we did talk to him. Asked him a lot of other stuff. Uh, so let's hear what Kevin Dotson okay. had to say. Fun guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's. I'm sure. Hey, I was wondering if you could um, walk us through some of the main differences between uh, Coach Sean and Coach Adrian, and. Uh, I noticed one thing that uh, when you guys were under center, uh, you guys had your hand on the ground. Is that something that uh, Coach Clemens emphasizing here this spring? Yeah, he's he's emphasized it more definitely for the tackles, uh, being more you know more often doing three point stands. Uh, last year I did three point stands the whole year, so uh, it didn't really change for me. But you know some other guards they they'll be in they they did two point stands last year. He's trying to get a little bit away from that. To be able to come off the ball a little more. Let's go to Jeff Hathorn. Jeff. 
Kevin, how different is it for you this year with new guys on your left and right? And, and what's that feel with, with the group without uh, Marquise and Villanueva there? You know, we just got to just have to adapt, you know. Then um, my office lines of any team I've been on, been able to plug people in and still be able to do what they need to do, get done. You know, uh, we're going to miss the leadership of uh, Pouncey and them, but, you know, we're going to have to adjust. We can't we can't hold on to it. We have to uh, move on and start our own stuff. Dale Lally. Kevin, uh, Mike Tomlin also always talks about the, the biggest jump for a player being between year one and year two. Uh, how different do you feel this year coming into this? And you actually have some OTAs this year, which you didn't have last year. You know, I just feel more prepared. I say prepared. I just know what's to come. You know, last year, all the COVID stuff, I had no idea when I was supposed to go, come up to Pittsburgh. I didn't know what we were going to do, what type of practices we're going to be. Now I'm, I can expect it, and I know what to work for. And I worked for it all the offseason, being able to get ready for what I know was coming. Brooke Pryor. Hey, Kevin. Um, I believe that you train uh, with Duke Manyweather down in Dallas in the offseason, also where Kendrick Perkins and Dan Moore were training pre-draft. Did you get to know them at all before they ended up here? And what have you seen out of them early in OTAs? Uh, I got to talk to them um, at the place that they was training at. I got to uh, like kind of talk to the group and tell them about my first year in the league. And, um, you know, I've, I've noticed that they, I feel like they're, they're sponges. They, they take in the information that's given to them and try to do it to the best of their ability. You know, it's going to be a little, little rough to get it in the first day or two, but you know, you kind of got to get it, get it rolling after a while. Jenna Harner. Uh, Kevin, you mentioned just talking about, you know, your first year in the league. What did you share with these guys? What do you, you know, come, what did you learn, I guess, from year one that you want to kind of, I, I guess, bestow on these rookies in year two? The main thing I wanted to tell them is, um, you know, once you take your first snap in the league, you're no longer a rookie. So, you know, people are going to hold you to their high expectation, even in practice. So if you've played a game, even if you haven't played a game, once you made it to the league, you're really not a rookie anymore. People don't have any, you know, sympathy for, oh, this is his first year. No, it's if you get plugged in, you need to be able to compete. We can't we can't slow up for anybody. So I feel like they'll be able to do this. Uh, I feel like they're ready to, you know, compete with NFL guys. Will Grace. Kevin, you, you mentioned the uh, the leadership void left by Pounce and, you know, the Al and, and some of those guys. I mean, is it uh, you expect it to sort out just naturally, or are there guys that you think are maybe predetermined, or you know, to maybe be that guy that can be the the leader in the group? I mean, I know Dave has been around a long time, but he doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to be like a "Hey, let's go" guy, like much like Pouncey was. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be uh, one of those things where somebody's going to fall into that role. You know, it's not really known right now. You know, it's not one of those things that's just, oh, this is for sure him. He's going to be the leader something like that, but I think it'll it'll be at least around game two or three where we'll find out who's really going to be the leader of the O-line, at least. Christopher Carter. Kevin, you guys have got to interact with Najee Harris. What's it been like with the offensive line getting to know the running back that they're going to be blocking for for the next several, next several years and just some of the interactions that you guys have had and how you guys have felt just getting to know each other in these first few OTAs? You know, just from, just from practice alone, he's, you know, he's 
he does his drills to his maximum potential. He does what he what he's supposed to do. He's um he does the passing. He, I mean, not the passing, the like the route running, the running um, plays. Like he's hitting where he's supposed to hit. No backside, no cutback. Is it's where he's supposed to be. You know, until he, he fully understands the offense. I feel like he'll be good. Mark Caboli. Hey, Kevin, uh, back on that leadership one more time. Um, it seems like uh, Banner has a uh, personality to, to be that type of guy, but he hasn't played a ton. He's only played a handful of snaps. Do you need to have you know, a ton of experience to be a, a leader? And do you see Banner potentially falling into that role? Yeah, I can see him being in that role. Um, he definitely has a big personality. It's, it's, I think it's something that we could follow, you know, um, yeah, I feel like he, he could fall in that role. His, his personality is, is is to the point, I feel like he could be a leader. Joe Rutter. Hey Kevin, when you went home for the offseason and, you know, as things unfolded, was there anything you wanted to work on? Was there anything they were told, you know, that they wanted to see more from you in the offseason or cup for this coming year? Um, they want to be the... Uh, train more left. That's, that's really where I'm, where they have me right now. So that's pretty much what I did the whole off season was train for left side, just to get a little more comfortable in it. Cause last year when I played it, I, I really wasn't too comfortable with it, but I feel like I'm way more comfortable now. He's getting more and more comfortable now. And, uh, looked pretty comfortable there last year. Yeah. It really plugged and played in better than I expected early, early. Yeah. And, and really his protection was a lot better than I expected. Yeah, too. that was I supposed to be the knock. You know, he was going to yeah. struggle with that. And you, well, he'll do really good in the run game, but he'll struggle. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the what people are saying about the entire Steelers' offensive line. Well, they should be able to run the ball better, but how are they going to be in protection? Right, right. Well, I think. Well, I mean, a lot of it's scheme too. Like, I, I don't think the running scheme, and that's why there's coaching changes, help the line. And you know, it's one of the reasons I don't like Pro Football Focus because you kind of look at their line. They're all better in protection last year than run blocking. Well, the ball came out super quick too, yeah. you know, and they didn't, and the run scheme didn't help them run block. I think collectively they're better run blockers than those numbers might show. And I don't know if they're better in protection than those numbers show, you know. Right. But I think we don't know. To figure it out, you yeah. know. But he was he held up well in protection, and I think he's got a chance to be a really good masher. You know, you mentioned that he's a personable, outgoing dude. I, as he was talking, I'm like, I bet him and Green are going to be buddies. Yeah. You know, like they might be like the Castro and Pouncey. They the got that mentality. Years. They yeah, get that right. same mentality. They're going like, to get along well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> play off each other well. Hopefully for the next ten years. Right. Yeah. Maybe you solved that issue with with two mid round draft picks. That would be tremendous. third and fourth round draft picks. But that's you know they're not short on talent either. Yeah, you're you know? looking at. I mean. Garden center. Everybody, you know, when you're going into the draft, well, you got to take a center first. Mm -hmm. No. No, you no, don't have to. You don't have to. Those guys are, you know, you can get good players. Everybody forgot that the Steelers drafted Dotson in the fourth round last year. Yeah, absolutely. And really benefited from a good center draft. But that's because the front office realizes, you know. It was a good center draft. <laughs> there's, no, there's no running backs. There's no tight ends. There's good centers. We can wait and be impatient and. Kevin Colbert's done this a time or two. You know? Yeah. Don't forget. He also dug up last year. Alex Highsmith at the, at the end yeah. of the third round. I remember uh, I kind of raised an eyebrow when they made the pick. I'm like, wow, hmm, a little early. Yeah, just uh, looking at his too. looking at his numbers for last year: uh, 48 tackles, two sacks, an interception, six quarterback hits. Hmm. 
The production, however, in the last five games after he replaced Bud Dupree uh, was 28 tackles, five quarterback hits, and a sack. Yeah, five hits. Um, yeah, right. in five games. I mean, he he's, you know, and that says a rookie that, again, had no preseason. Had no preseason yeah. coming from a small school, you know, not a, a normal Thought it, thought it was going to be kind of a, you know, kind of like Dotson. You thought it was going to be kind of a redshirt season for both of them. They're both small school guys. Uh, at this time last year, I had a hard time envisioning a way Dotson would see the field. I mean, they yeah. had a lot of options, and, you know, it just shows how, how things go. Where Highsmith, you hoped, yeah, maybe he turns into a nice three in spot duty, got thrown in the mix and exceeded expectations too. I mean, again, this is a chance to be a pretty good draft class. Yeah, I really think so. So uh, let's hear what Alex Highsmith had to say today with the media. Hey, Alex, uh, a lot of the uh, the prognosticators in the draft process were, were, at least nationally, had the Steelers needing to select an outside linebacker early. Uh, did you take that as, as like, hey, what about me? I'm here. I played last year uh, and played well. How did you how did you look at that whole process? And then the Steelers didn't take an outside linebacker early, uh, obviously showing faith in you. I mean, yeah, when, I mean, I did see some reports about that. You know, that really just gave me more motivation, you know, just be the best that I can be and just continue to work harder. Um, and so I think that shows that, you know, they, they do have faith in me to be able to come in and, you know, just, just a to earn this spot and earn this role. And so I, I really just say, you know, it just gave me like more motivation, just uh, worked even harder, you know, when I did see those reports coming out. Tim Benz. <clears throat> Alex, a lot of the uh, things we're hearing about you during your time as a starter once Bud went down is that you're smart, you're coachable, you're reliable and steady. What are the aspects of your game that need to improve this year to channel some of those uh benefits of your personality uh, what else needs to grow as a player for you to become the guy that can get sacks and big plays behind the line of scrimmage and, and some of the splash, splash plays needed at that position yeah you know I feel like I can always just continue to work on my mental game you know study more film and just uh, having the most IQ that I can have um just one thing I came into this offseason you know want to do is just to, to get stronger you know gain a few pounds but really just put on a lot of muscle and so I feel like I've done that and I feel like I've got a lot stronger so just being strong in the run game, being strong in pass rushing, also just polishing my moves, you know, polishing the moves that I have right now. So I felt like, you know, it's been a great offseason so far. You know, I'm ready for um, people to see all that I've been working on. Work prior. Hey, Alex, first of all, congrats. I think I just saw that you got engaged. That's awesome. Um, you. you mentioned, you know, that you wanted to put on some weight, get stronger. How much did you gain weight-wise or muscle-wise? Is there a way to kind of quantify that, what what you've been doing this offseason? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I gained about, you know, five, five, three pounds this offseason, but I feel like it's a, it's a good, um, you know, three pounds. You know, I was around 250 last year. Right now, I'm 253, 254, so I'm trying to – uh, maintain that right now and just be at that, you know, um, going into camp this season. Ray Fittipaldo. Yeah, Alex, how do you handle the expectations of being a starter this year as opposed to last year when you were sort of, you know, thrust into that role after Bud got hurt? Yeah, um, you know, I'm just coming in, you know, with the expectation, you know, just to the mindset to just be the best that I can be, you know, I'm coming in and stepping into this role. And so I'm um, excited and blessed um, to have this opportunity. And so, I just know I got to go in and make the most of it. You know, the same thing happened to to me in college. You know, when I um, didn't end up starting my first couple of years in college, ended up starting. Um, you know, took advantage of that opportunity. So I feel like you know, when my opportunity presented to me. You know, I'm always going to take advantage of it. So that's something I've, that I've been working for uh, this off season. I'm just going to continue to work for uh, these last couple months of this off season. So um, it's exciting. You know, I'm ready for the challenge. Joe Rudder. 
You know, it's what, you know, what exactly did you learn from Bud last year? Were there ways he was able to help you and show you the ropes of being a, you know, outside linebacker? Yeah, Bo, Bo was a great teammate. You know, I'm definitely going to miss him, miss him, miss him being around the locker room. You know, me and him were right next to each other in the locker room. So I'm definitely going to miss having him around. He he taught me a lot, you know, just like I you know, always say in my interviews, you know, I was you know blessed to be able to uh, learn from the best, best pass rush doing the game, you know, with him and TJ. And so um, just learning him, watching his film, you know, just talking about moves with him, you know. Um, he's someone who's polishing his moves, you know, who knows how to rush the passers. So that was really um, what I was able to take away from just, you know, this is knowledge, you know, of, of a pass rush. And so I feel like I was able to um, polish more some some more of my moves uh, by learning from him. Will Grace. Alex, uh, kind of building off that, what's your relationship with TJ been like this spring as, as opposed to last spring when, you know, you're, you're drafted, you're virtual, there's no in-person stuff at all, where there's not even a lot of communication. I'm just sort of curious, you know, how would you describe your rapport with TJ and, and what kind of, what did you guys do, if anything, in the offseason to sort of communicate and try to build a rapport that you have to carry on to the field? Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen him yet because he's been he's been training where he's training, up, training where I'm training. But, you know, we keep up a lot. You know, well, we've uh, we're both taken up golf. You know, it's kind of an all-season hobby. And so uh, we talk about that a lot. Um, so that was that's a, that's pretty cool. You know, I know when he gets back, we're probably gonna, uh, try to hit the hit the course sometime. But, you know, I'm excited to be able to, um, you know, take the field with him this year, you know, just to uh, be alongside of him rushing the passer. So it's going to be exciting. Can't wait for it. Jeff Athorn. Alex, so you mentioned the improvements you want to make. What were the biggest lessons you learned on field uh, that you carry over uh, into this year? Um, the biggest lessons, you know, I'd probably say just to, um, you know, always, first of all, you know, always, always be ready and always be prepared mentally. Um, you know, that's something I feel like, you know, separates the good from the great in this league, you know, because everyone's talented. Everyone's, everyone's talented to be able to get to the NFL. But, you know, what separates the good from the great um, is the great are the guys who study film and, and the guys who, um, know what know what to do mentally. So I'm just going to take that just to another level this year by studying even more, and just so that I can be able to recognize formations and um, that will help me just to be able to get up the ball faster. And so that was something I learned just being able to watch my film. You know, I feel like um, towards especially uh, the first couple of games, you know, when I came in for Bug, you know, I was, was slowing the ball at times because I was seeing too much. But um, as the game started slowing down for me, you know, I was able to to process things easier. And so. Um, I feel like the more rested I get, you know, the slow the game is going to come for me. And so that'll help me just get off the ball faster, uh, create more pressure and get more sex. Jenna Hart. Alex, kind of along those lines too, just what advice now that you've gone through this one time, granted, this is a different OTAs than this year. Um, what advice are you kind of giving to some of the new guys here, if any? Yeah, just, you know, just come in and, you know, just, uh, just, I work everyone just make the most of your opportunity. You know, um, a lot of people, you know, want to be in the position that we're in in the NFL. You know, we're blessed to be able to play the game that we love for a living and do it for a living. And so and I just actually was on a Zoom call with them last week. And so talking to the uh, the rookies and new guys. And so I was told them coming to make the most of your, of your opportunity. You know, um, you know, the average, I think the average, you know, career career span in the NFL is like two or three years. So you got to, when you, when you get this opportunity, you know, you got to make the most of it. So that's, that's the main thing I'm just grateful to just make the most of your opportunity, just coming in work and um, just trying to try to eliminate distractions, you know, cause that's what, that's what hurt guys who, um, you know, who have talent, who make it in this league, you know, the ones who, um, you know, have the talent, the ones who are really good, they don't make it um, because they, it's just some, it's probably some off, off the field distractions and stuff like that. So I say eliminating that stuff and just coming in and just, you know, focusing, you know, on, on the task at hand, you know, the task at hand is to uh, win another Super Bowl here. 
That was Alex Highsmith, and as you heard, a uh, very motivated, serious kind of young yeah, man. Yeah, no doubt. Well-spoken, too. Yeah. Has a plan. Has Definitely has a plan. You heard him talk about how he wants to work on his get-off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about the quarterback hits that he had last year, and, and and that's the one thing I would say about him is that there were a lot of times where he was close to the quarterback. He just didn't yeah. get there. Did, yeah. Just didn't quite get there. Sure. Um, you know, I, he, he said he wants to study – uh, do more film study this year to learn formations a little bit better and, and have a better idea of what the offense is trying to do. If he can do that, maybe that gives him that extra half step that he needs to beat the offensive tackle to his spot. Um, it's a good point. You know, I mean, it, it took Bud a while yeah. you know, to do those type of things. TJ was really quick with it. Um, I thought one of his, not weaknesses, but I, I, I thought getting stronger was something he really needed to do the day they drafted him. Yeah. But I didn't see strength as a problem for him. I didn't either. He's not super quick twitch off the snap, yeah. and I think you can work on that a little bit because he is athletic. But I, I really think, to your point, learning what the offense is trying to accomplish pre-snap goes a really long way. You always think about that like with Ray Lewis and linebackers, but those edge guys too. I mean, if they're going to fan protection this direction for this reason, I can maybe use an inside move here. or You know yeah. what I mean? Different things like that. Yeah, and – Hey, he's going to see a lot of one-on-one blocks. Of course. I mean, you know, that's just the reality of it. He talked about watching the game against the Colts last year, and, and, you know, they were chipping both he and T.J. Watt. Well, the reason for that was they had, if you remember, uh, their left tackle was out in that game. Oh, right, right, right. So, yeah, he got got some extra attention, but, you know, a lot of the attention, of course, is going to be on T.J. Watt because, you know, he's 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 the guy. He's the best in the business, if not number one. Um, yeah, and and Bud benefited from that as well, uh, and Bud was a handful one on one. Well, that's what made the Steelers' defense so good when they had both Bud mm-hmm. and TJ at, at full power. You could probably chip one of those two or or help with one of those two. You can't help with both. It's of them. awful difficult with both. Yeah, yeah it, it, without right. having a three man, you know, routes or three guys right, out right. keeping you know, a routes. back end, a tight yeah. end, in, and then you become pretty easy to defend and. No, they they cause problems up front, and starts with Hayward and it and I'm really happy Alou-Alou's coming back as well. I, I have hope for Rache to have kind of a similar rookie season to Highsmith, yeah. to be honest with you. Maybe he progresses as the season goes on, too, and spells these guys. But I, I expect a big step forward from Highsmith this year. Yeah, yeah I mean, this is year two. He didn't mm-hmm. have OTAs last year. None of these right, guys right. did. He didn't have any of this stuff. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you would expect them to be more uh, ready, more prepared for what they're going to – and they've, they they both played. You know, you t- we talked about the guys who didn't have preseasons last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how much Justin they were – Yeah, and, you know, how right. much they were behind the eight ball. Um, these guys, you know, Dotson and Highsmith actually kind of got – they got their feet wet last year. Yeah, more than probably was originally planned, yeah. as we mentioned earlier in the show. And you wonder, I'm just kind of scanning the draft class in my head, too. I think McFarland could really benefit from OTAs, a lot of work in preseason. I know he's not the one. Great. I mean, there's not much yeah. pressure on him. It's, I don't know. He, you never, you didn't draft him to be a one ever. No, right, right, right. He's, he's, a, he's not a Steeler style. He's a chess piece. Back. Yeah, He's a chess piece. I expect him to take a noticeable step forward. I, I like the pick when they made it. I think he's got an awful lot of talent. You know, obviously Harris is going to be the guy. Yeah. But if they if you can a, if you can sprinkle in five carries of uh, with with McFarland in mm-hmm. with that, you know, if, if he gets what is that, uh, eighty five carries over the course of the season. Right. Right. I mean, if okay. he can be the true number two because he may break two or three ball, of those. He might break two <laughs> or three of them. Right. 
develop as a receiver, uh, become reliable in protection. That could be a heck of a one-two punch for you know the extent of both their rookie contracts. Because they're completely different runners. They absolutely are, but they both don't have to leave the field in any si- yeah. you know situation. And again, I think Harris is going to be the one, but. Uh, the rest of the backfield, I don't have a lot of hope for, but I do for McFarland from that. Yeah, class. no, I do as well, and yeah. I, that's why the, you know if, if they made some other changes, fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Harrison and McFarland are the guys that are going to be on this team. Yeah, right. for sure, they're they're locked in. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of it, we'll see. I, I bet he. It, I would be shocked if McFarland doesn't gain the hearts of Steeler Nation in the preseason. Yeah, you know that he looks good. That's in That's that the thing with running you know, running backs. Um, while it is a, a position that, that um, you know, it's easy to pick up at the NFL level because it's not mm-hmm. it's really you're just running to the open, you know, open hole. You set up blockers and things. Yeah. And there's more nuance than people think. But you're right. I mean, history is showing you either can or you can come in and yeah. do well. Uh, but without a preseason last year, you, you know, he just had no idea about protection. He's not the biggest back. How do you trust him? He could. Yeah, he could. It's all about trust. I yeah. mean, it, that, that was true with Jonathan Taylor and Acres and Dobbins and all these guys. How do you trust him? I, I think he's good. You know, he's smart enough and he does the right thing in protection on the whiteboard, but I've never seen him do it in a game. Yeah. I can't just hope he picks up the blitz and Phillip Rivers gets out of the way. And uh, even and last year in, in camp, they did one day of backs on backers. Right. And, and, and I can remember even before that, I'm, I'm sitting in the stands computer at Heinz Field and – they're going over which hole or where to step for protection on certain plays with the running backs, and they're walking through it. And I'm like, and they had to stop and, you know, talk about it with McFarland a little bit. I'm very, I'm, I'm fairly certain, much like Jalen Samuels a couple of mm-hmm. years ago when we, when we talked to him at, at OTAs, uh, and we asked him if he'd ever done any protection in, in college. I'm pretty sure the, the, the answer for Anthony McFarland would have been no as well. And they're always the best player on their team, especially at the high school level. If you're going to throw the ball, you want that guy at least yeah. as a dump-off option. And, and backs and backers is a wonderful drill. We all love it. The fans love it. And But you know who you're blocking. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you can see if you can physically you stand can, up. You can still get R-U-N-N-O-F-T the field. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could go really bad. But in a game against the Ravens, does that guy know who to block, let alone if he can do it? Back yeah. and backers show me if he can do it. When they've got the six, six guys and overloading the right side, mm-hmm. and four of those drop out at the last second, and, and the the extra the extra guy comes from the left. Right, right. You know, are you can picking you that up? Step across Ben's face and pick him up if you're on the right sidecar or whatever. Yeah. You know, there's there's a mentality to it, and then there's not always a cheat sheet. Ben can't always lean to you and be like, "You got 52." You know, yeah, because I mean, things are happening quick. I mean, he's calling out audibles and whatnot too. He's got to think about the logistics of getting that play in the right guy's ear. He just needs to know, yeah. and we'll see. I would expect McFarland. There's no excuses for McFarland not to this year. Yeah, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this draft. I mean, they get three starters right now out of this out of the yeah. 2020 draft class. That's an above average draft. And Minka would make it four. Minka I mean, that's makes it a first four. round pick, yeah. right? I mean, without uh, a first round pick, that's right, a, that's, that's the amazing key. thing. Um, that's an above-average draft class. You look at a draft class, you'd like to get two starters out of a draft class. Mm-hmm. If you get three, that's above average. If you get four starters out of a draft class, yeah, that's excellent. It's excellent. And maybe they can get five contributors. You yeah. know, I mean, three starters. Let alone, you know, one of them is Minka Fitzpatrick, who's a star. Who's a star. Who's a star. Another, one, another one is Chase Claypool, who's a potential star. He's a potential star. I don't see him um, leaving the field too often this year yeah. either. You know, I mean, even if a guy like Brooks can – be last your top the, backup safety. Or, right, yeah. right. If he can last the four years of his rookie contract 
and you're happy he's on the team and maybe he moves on or whatever and spot starts here and there, that's cheap labor. I mean, yeah. that's the beauty of it is we were talking a couple segments ago, boy, the Steelers are loaded with cap space coming up here after the season. Well, you wouldn't be if you were in the Patriots situation. And, and you had to buy well. a bunch of Right. You got to fill in your holes that you created because your draft picks don't hit. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. That's the beauty of the, of the, the draft. But uh, good to talk to those uh, two young Absolutely. men uh, here opening as the Steelers open up training camp. We'll see. Uh, we'll play back some more guys that we get to talk to here over the, the next, uh, be more the next of couple weeks. Forward, yeah. yeah, a lot more of that moving forward. But uh, that is going to do it for this show. So for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob Brecht here on site, keeping us on the air and playing back those interviews, I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.